Welcome to the Untitled Art Podcast presented by Artsy. My name is Clara Andrade Pereira, Head of BAP Relations with Untitled Art. And I'm pleased to introduce the conversation entitled AI and the Chimpanzees of the Future, presented by Hyper Pavilion and supported by AXA Investments Managers. We are pleased to have Please, sorry to have Rolando Carmona of Hyper Pavilion and artist Sofia Crespo in conversation. And I will now, Sofia, Rolando, hand the mic over to you. Thank you for participating in the Untitled Art Podcast. Thank you, Untitled, for the invitation. Uh, hi, I'm Rolando Carmona. Hello, Sofia. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sofia, uh, thank you for coming today. Uh, is possible to explain me? What is your research subject? So, hi, thank you for having me here. Uh, yeah, so my name is Sofia Crespo. I'm a generative artist, and I work around AI art and nature. My main focus is researching artistically how humans and nature aren't that separate from each other, but actually they're part of the same thing, and how we can understand AI as another part of nature, such as a bird or a bird's nest, for instance. Also, maybe you are similar, sorry for my English, you are similar of the old, old naturalist. Um, I wouldn't know how to answer that really because I see it more as a kind of contemporary research that we're able to do because of the technology that we have available nowadays. So, but I think that my research is kind of a potential nature, so kind of like speculative nature rather than existing nature. But I guess you could draw a parallel between them. What, what is the importance of the biology in your work? So, so biology is one of the things that uh, really inspired me, and not just as a from the perspective of nature itself, but also the field that uh, humans have created. Biology is a construct, um, it's a science. So we invented biology to be able to understand the world around us and make sense of it. So in a way you could say that it's a framework. And that's something that fascinates me to think about how we as humans make sense of the world, how we categorize things, how we arrange creatures in particular categories such as vertebrates, invertebrates, you know, mammals, mm -hmm. um, etc. And how that helps us study them, how that helps us make sense of what is happening around us. Yeah. Yeah, Sophia. Well, I don't, for, for understand, you working, maybe you work the notion of hybrid ecosystem? Yeah, so actually <laughs> hybrid ecosystems is one of the name of one of my latest works. And it, it explores the idea of 
how there's a kind of nature that includes technology and you can have like a field of grass with microchips in it and you can call all of that nature the totality of everything that happens in there so i guess like the idea of hybridity implies that there are not there isn't just one thing at play there is a combination of things at play and that's why it's a hybrid because it's made of several parts and that means that we understand that there is a divide between nature and technology that they aren't together that they aren't the same thing maybe is the post natural maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe it could be what well, uh, sofia please um, i need to explain for the open public Is possible just playing me with a very didactic uh, mood? Uh, what is the relation of the intelligence artificial in your work? What is the what, well? Explain me the process or the please. Yeah, so you can imagine that I'm a painter and my paintbrush is not a not a paintbrush but an algorithm. So what I'm doing is actually painting in a digital canvas. And that's pretty much how I see AI. The paintbrush is a tool for the painter. It's not the author of the piece. You would never say, this paintbrush made the piece. You would say, there is a human artist making it. And that's a really important thing for me, human authorship behind a work. So. The way that AI is used in my work is I would start by creating a data set, and that could be mainly images, but it could also be videos frame by frame, or it could be sounds, or it could be even text, biological text. And there, then there would be an algorithm to which I input a set of parameters, and that algorithm would process that data. And eventually, there would be a part of output. So that algorithm outputs a set of different variations. And those variations could be hundreds, could be thousands. And in that part, there is kind of like an intuitive process that happens when I see what is created. Sometimes I feel surprised. Sometimes I feel like, well, it doesn't work. I need to start all over again. Or sometimes I feel like I like these outputs. I would like them to become part of the data set again. And it feeds back into the loop. Okay. In the, in the art, Sofia, we have techniques in the traditional art, painting, collage, uh, ensembles. Your technique, your game, uh, is machine learning. Yes. Yes. Just playing me, what is machine learning? <laughs> yeah. Please. So machine learning is kind of like a large set of techniques of uh, automatized learning. That means that you, instead of having to explicitly program um, a computer to do something, you can make it make a decision and extract a pattern automatically from data. So. Machine learning can take a lot of different shapes. It's not just one single thing. Um, you can have like deep learning, and that's a particular set of you know 
algorithm like neural networks and those are the ones that I mainly work with and one of the things that I'm fascinated by is the fact that neural networks were original, artificial neural networks were originally inspired by biological neural networks. We, I have a, one, one other question, interesting. Uh, what is your parkour? Parkour en français. Well, the parkour of an artist of, of in, artificial intelligence. Well, where are you from? <laughs> what is your, <laughs> your, your, your front, for, you're coming from of art school, you, you are, what is your formation? Oh. What is the formation? What is the uh, universe of a traditional artist? Of so I think that to work with AI art, you don't need a specific formation. You don't need to go to art school or even to be an engineer. I'm not an engineer and I didn't really go to an art school, even though I got a creative kind of formation, but I don't think that um, that's a relevant thing in what I do nowadays, really. So I learned with uh, a course, like I did a one-month course on machine learning and for artists in Berlin. And then from there, I just started to do my own research online. And you'd be surprised how much of it is available online to learn if you, if you want to. The, the artificial intelligence is not present in the art schools, no. I think it's starting to be more and more, um, but it's still pretty. It's on the on its uh, beginning stage, but it's growing pretty fast. So uh, we, this morning we speak about one concept very interesting: uh, the expanding creativity. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is this concept? You can explain me what is this concept in the education, the the expanded creativity, creativity. Uh, you mean augmented creativity? Augmented creativity. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> augmented creativity. Sorry, <laughs> okay. I, I, I speak French. I mix. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So augmented creativity would be like basically there are a lot of tools out there that could allow and contribute to the creative process, whereas that is, for example, to create an artwork. And you could say augmented creativity goes from a software to an interface to you know, a hardware tool. Um, it can take many different shapes. It doesn't have to be just one single thing. But I called AI as a part of augmented creativity because it can allow you to extract patterns from a set of images and process them. And that is something that's visually stimulating to do. So I have the, the typical, typical, uh, stupid, or oh, typical question of other people. You are? Is one NFT? So <laughs> I'm an artist who sometimes tokenizes works as yes. NFTs, but I wouldn't call myself an NFT artist. I think those are very different things. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I think an NFT artist is someone who uh, chooses the medium of NFTs to make a statement about what they, what they are doing. 
And I think that my work isn't about the topic of NFTs or about the blockchain. It's about something else. And sometimes it can be just collected some pieces as NFTs, but the majority of my works aren't available to collect. Uh, I, I, I have all the, the question of the, the, the stressing. Uh, this notion of, of hybrid ecosystems is recurrent, is one recurrent idea in Latin American artists. Uh, the Latin American artists uh, to think about the future of the complexity of the present face of the technology, of the technological object. We have a very big tradition, uh, Luis Benedict in the existing. Uh, with Biotron, Eduardo Cac in the 18th and the 19th with the bioart, Gilberto Esparza with the plantas nomads, the colonial robot. We have, I perceive, we have a particular notion of conceptualizing the future on the relation with the nature. I, I want to speak about the futurity notion of South America. I know you're not a historian, you're an artist, you're South American. Uh, do you think uh, we have one, the, the, the Sudamericans, is one, not the artists, we have one special notion for conceptualizer, the relation nature, fiction, um, humans? Uh, I, we have a, even though I, I was born and raised in uh, South America, um, more particularly in Argentina. But I don't think that I can speak for all Latin American artists yes. and no, say, or, or for the majority of them. I can just say that I was highly influenced by nature because, partly because of my upbringing. Uh, my mother is an environmental law researcher. So from an early age, uh, I grew up with these discussions about how to protect particular parts of Argentinian land that were threatened or, um, yeah. And my father is a sea captain, so he traveled a lot on a boat and he shared a lot about sea life. And that the, these are kind of things that were very present for me growing up. So eventually, at some point, it felt like a familiar topic to tackle through yes. my work and it felt very much a part of who I am today. No, this is my de curatorial delirium, right? <laughs> but I think it's necessary to speak about the futurity in South America. I think we, are, we have a very special conception of the future in relation to the nature. Uh, we have a, another question. Do you think we, we are in a new encounter of two worlds? We living, we, we young new encounter of the intelligent artificial and the humans is a new beginning no <laughs> ah, okay okay <laughs> i don't think so because i think that the only reason why we see them as two worlds coming together is because we see them as separate so i think that actually they're part of the same thing and we are creating these technologies. It's not that they came out of the blue, you know. Uh, we are constantly working on them. And trust me, 
I work with AI tools and they're constantly being updated. Something that I was using a couple of years ago doesn't run anymore on my machine because it's too old. So I have to update um, the dependencies constantly, you know? And yeah, I think it's a matter of how we perceive it. And that's why I think it's important to demystify technologies, demystify AI and to demystify the creation of AI as well. It's made by humans. Yeah. Yes. I have another question for, for plus at your work. The algorithm takes so many pictures or so many ima images of internet, but you give so many yes. images, yes. Is possible to speak about post-photography in your work? Yes, definitely. Why? What is the... So I could give you an example of something we did, which is we went to the Adriatic Sea with an aquatic drone, and we filmed footage from, from sea life there. And then we took that footage and we processed it through a neural network, and we made it generate videos of that life that it had seen. And I think that photography has always been very much about framing a part of reality and putting it in a, in a particular context too, so that we can process it, so that we can understand it if we want to. Or it's a remix see. of photography. <laughs> and I think that in a way, this is a contemporary tool, it's a contemporary representation of that. Or maybe I want it to be that, but. And it's plus, plus you in one photographic collection. <laughs> Uh, one, one question, uh, more didactic. I am starting. I love this story. You can explain me very concrete. Uh, you have so many works or so many research. Of uh, uh, is possible? You explain me your series. You have neural so You have uh, in 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 very small in very small description. Yeah. So, trauma doll was one of the first works where I referenced AI. And that one started, I think, in 2017. Um, it's a very different work, doesn't touch particularly on nature, touches more on internet and uh, data and trauma. <laughs> but then I moved to Neural Zoo, which is the series that we're showing here at Untitled, so if you're interested in seeing, you can go to the... Explain me more. What is, ne what is Neural Zoo? What is the show here? <laughs> Neural Zoo is what? a series of images that, are, that I generated using a convolutional neural network, which is just the type of, the, the formal technical name for, yes. for, uh, for an architecture and for machine learning. And they are specimens of various creatures of the natural world. So I started generating it with jellyfish, but then that grew eventually to include marine vertebrates and then eventually, you know, land vertebrates and invertebrates. Um, so it, it kind of expanded on it. So you'll see birds and snails or frogs or Coral. Okay. You, you work in two with uh, re augmented reality, no? 
Yeah, sometimes sometimes some works have been adapted to. Uh, what what AR. do you make with the what is the augmented reality and what is the your work? So in one instance, we made a sculpture where you can only see the color of the sculpture if you use augmented reality to see it. So there's kind of like an AR extension of the piece. And you can open a link and see that same sculpture, but in color. And we thought that was a really good uh, way of referencing the fact that all the works we're doing are digital natives. They're all born in a digital context. They're not born in a physical context. So, okay. well, one, que sense? One, one question for the, for the open public. Why do you working with media, with code? You are one co you work, your material is the code. Why do you not, not working with painting, with sculpture, with the material? Why code for, for, for major artwork? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but why cut? In your, in your memory, why did you decide? In what moment did you decide? This is my universe. Yeah, I think um, I like it because it involves thinking of a strategy to the work. So there's kind of a logical process around it that I'm fascinated by. And, but there's also part of it that it's really chaotic as well. So I see like there's, um, you know, I'm not an engineer, so my code is terrible. And okay. I don't, there, there are a lot of things that I cannot control, you know. I don't very often know like what the neural network is gonna do from a data set and I have to redo everything. So this kind of like, there's a very messy aspect which is very akin to working with, you know, like physical media, but it's just in a digital context, which I couldn't tell you exactly why it appeals so much, but there is something about it that's very stimulating, you know, that's constantly coming back as a feedback, and I'm addicted to that. I think uh, in this new possibility of the hybrid ecosystem, I think it's very important uh, explaining the Anthropocene. Mm -hmm. In this new possibility of the hybrid ecosystem, what do we need change? What do we need uh, save? Do uh, you have one message about this in your work? And you? Uh yeah, I mean, I like to see the human, the human being as a part of the nature. So that's why it's included in the work. And I think very often humans, we don't want to see ourselves as another specimen living on Earth, you know, or another creature that has been evolving. Like the whole idea of evolution. Um, and the reason why that has been controversial <laughs> throughout time is exactly because of that. So I like to kind of challenge that and to see ourselves as just another specimen living in the planet. In this new dynamic, not anthropocenic, uh, in this dynamic with the life, we are living together algorithm, nature, and humans. Maybe in this new dynamic, 
we are the champions of the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Very much, yeah. Why not? I hope so. <laughs> One other question uh, for closing. Uh, maybe for a young artist in South America, interesting in technology. Do you have um, tips? Do you have a um, gift for, for one young artist in South America? Well, my motto for all artists, actually, yes. who ask me, how can I start? Uh, do you have any tip for me? It, it's usually break it till you make it. Because if you're not an engineer or have a formal education in code, it can be quite intimidating. And I just say, like, you know, just try to run this code and see what it does. And if it fails, great. At least you got some feedback, you know, something is happening. <laughs> so that's how I learned. <laughs> Super. Thank you, Sofia. Muchas gracias. Thank gracias, you. Uh, I am very, very happy for speak about the, another perception of South America. Yeah, and not not exotist, not modernist. We speak about the another South America. Thank you, thank you, Omar, and the fire. Absolutely, thank you, Rolando, Sofia. This has been a phenomenal conversation and so interesting, and we will make sure to follow up closely and further explore AI and the concepts revolving around augmented creativity. Thank you both for being with us and for your participation in the Untitled Art Podcast. And we look forward to being with you the next time around. Thank you. Thank you.